In the summer of 1992, I went on an amazing adventure to New Mexico with my scout troop. We had all sorts of adventures and perils. I climbed a mountain, visited the beautiful pure white sand beaches, went inside a bat cave, camped out with the wild animals and had a raccoon steal some of our food. And to see that raccoon up close and personal was quite amazing. Another thing that we did is that we visited the Rio Grande River, the border between New Mexico and Mexico. In that river, I decided to swim across so that I could stand on Mexican soil. After I made it across the river, it wasn't long until I was ready to return to America. As I swam, the current was very strong and completely unexpectedly and suddenly I lost my strength. I didn't have the ability to swim and fight the current, but instead began to be carried away in the current. I was moving so fast that I was quickly far away from my group. I called for help and the scout leaders were trying to get me, but I was moving so quickly that it seemed that there was no hope they would be able to get me. And I wondered if this would be my last day on the earth. I had a tiny but urgent suggestion that came to me at that time. The thought was, put your foot down, put your foot down right now. I put my foot down at that precise moment. My foot landed on a tiny plot of ground that was so high that it was able to stand almost waist high on this platform in this huge river with its strong current. I rejoiced inside because I was standing on solid ground and could no longer be carried away by this powerful current. My scoutmaster eventually was able to reach me and swim me back to safety. Modern life is actually a little bit like swimming in the Rio Grande River. A great man once said that we can handle poverty and trials and afflictions and stay faithful to our God. But something that we cannot handle very well is affluence and wealth and riches and abundance. Of course, another great man said, if riches is an affliction, then please God afflict me with that affliction. But why would abundance and affluence 
be a curse and an affliction? Why would it be that way? Actually, when we have ready access to anything that is pleasurable to us, our brains convince us that we need more and more and more of it. In fact, our brains seem to be programmed to tell us or convince us that if we don't get more and more of these comforts and pleasures in our life, that it's actually going to affect our ability to survive. And so it causes within us these deep and powerful urges and over-desire for that which we really don't need. It causes us to do things and we don't even really know why we're doing it. It causes us to have lack of discipline to go against some decisions that we've made for ourselves. In effect, we're swimming in the river of life and the current is stronger than we realized and we lose our strength unexpectedly. We lose our willpower and then we get carried away and can't seem to find a way for help. There's an amazing prophetic document called The Family, a proclamation to the world, put out by the prophets and apostles in 1995 when Gordon B. Hinckley was the prophet. This inspired document describes the currents of our modern day. And it also explains what happens to society when we fail to resist these currents and instead get carried away. When we put our foot down onto solid ground, we are in reality coming to our Savior, Jesus Christ, to save us. Bonnie Oscarson a few years ago said that the family, a proclamation to the world, which at the time was about 20 years old, is just as relevant today as it was back then. She said that it has become a standard for her to use to judge all the things that come from the wiles of the world so that she can understand what way is right and what way is wrong. Dallin H. Oaks, one of the creators of the family, a proclamation to the world, later described 
that at the time of the creation of this amazing document, he and some of the other brethren were of the opinion that the standards taught in this document were commonly believed in the world and that it wasn't necessary to create such a document. But he recalled that the Spirit of God prompted them to create this document. And so they went forth. They spent a long time writing and revising and discussing until these 15 prophets were in complete unison and agreement and they were ready to release this prophecy to the world as a warning to us to let us know what times are coming and what things we need to do to protect ourselves. One of the riptide currents of modern life is pornography. It's readily available. It's something that you will likely find many times in your life without even looking for it. It has been fabricated and adulterated and cosmetized to the extent that it can convince our brains that we need that powerful chemical stimulus. But in reality, our prophets and apostles have taught that we should avoid it like the plague, that it is incredibly dangerous. The media companies that promote it do not have our best interest in mind. As a matter of fact, as reported by Gordon B. Hinckley, one of the wealthiest media giants in the world who is known for promoting pornography was asked if he himself uses it. He said he's a family man and that he would not give it to his family or himself but that it made him a lot of money and he was interested in making money. It's interesting that he knew to avoid it. It's interesting that he knew how harmful it is. And why is pornography harmful? There's so many reasons why. First, it adulterates the relationship, the relationships in our families. It creates within us a, an intense lust for that which is not real. 
making us unsatisfied with the relationship that we have with our wife or husband for you women, making us constantly seeking for something that's not even real. The figures in pornographic media have been changed by surgery and video or photography effects and so forth. And that's what I mean by it's not even real. They've discovered a way to make that which is sexual to be even more powerful and stimulating than it is in reality. And it's really not good for us to have that much of an intense pleasure hit because it it actually distorts our view. Sexual relationships with between a husband and a wife are an expression of love. And if our entire focus is on consuming intense pleasure, then we miss out on the profound godly aspect of having a sexual relationship between a married couple. The profound love and appreciation for each other, the bonding elements of it, are distorted or destroyed because of pornography. In addition, people that consume pornography tend to prefer pornography to the actual sexual relationship, or they try to recreate what occurred in the pornographic representation within reality, even though it's not real. And it places comparison on one's spouse or other things. So, so far, what I've explained is not good but it's still relatively mild because we're just talking about yourself and maybe your relationship with one other person. But that happens to be the most important relationship that you could ever have. The relationship that can stay with you as your best relationship throughout all eternity. Why would you throw that relationship in the garbage? But other relationships are also affected because people who are addicted to pornography, their brains are constantly seeking it. And so it makes them unable to visualize 
other people that they see throughout their day in a wholesome light. It causes them to see other people as sexual objects. And that interferes with their ability to have healthy relationships overall. And so it's not just that one relationship. It turns out to be all relationships. It also affects the relationships that a person has with their children. Their inability to control their bodily appetites becomes a major problem. Children may catch on to some of the indulgences and they may actually be tempted themselves to participate. Of course, if it leads to further sexual transgression and divorce, it affects the structure of the family. And no one is more impacted by that than the children living at home. And then finally, pornography destroys society at large. What it does is it it lowers the moral standards of the people living in the society. And so as more people consider its use to be normal, they also become more accepting of other things which were historically considered completely and utterly inappropriate. As pursuit of pleasure becomes the new norm We abandon our old and cherished beliefs, our reliance on God, and we get carried away into a terrible storm. And while we may be enjoying the pleasure of it all as we're carried down the river, eventually we will realize that we are leading, that we are being led to a point of destruction. We're destroying our society. We're destroying our souls. So how can we overcome this great problem? It is a great problem that has captured a very large number of people including a very large percentage of the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'm here to tell you that there is hope. You may have tried in the past to overcome these problems that I have described and others, but I'm here to tell you that with the solid foundation that our Savior provides, 
you can stand and put your foot down and be on stable ground. That's it for now. Thank you for joining. Have a blessed day.